and welcome to another episode of Prospects After Dark. Uh, I am your host, I am Kyle Reese. It's extravaganza time, family. Uh, we'll get this rolling really simple, really easy. Look, I, uh, tonight's pad comes with a bit of a, uh, uh, a little warning. Uh, you're not sure this motherfucking holy shield. No, not yet, not yet, soon. Uh, tonight's pad comes with a little bit of a warning. I am on call for work tonight. I could get called in in any minute, so if this thing goes dark, it means that Pat has been interrupted by work. Uh, hi, Kyle. I love you. From Quinn. Quinn, I love you, too. Uh, love you, Graham. Uh, real fast, I want to say, again, I love all my Pad people. I think you're all pretty amazing. I feel fortunate to be a part of this community. But I just want to give a little special extra little something uh, to my good friend, uh, Graham, who I love with all my heart, who's been a Pad person since the beginning. Uh, Graham, I want you to know that we all love you. We're all thinking about you, and we think that you're the best. And I mean that, buddy. I'm not just saying that. Uh, you're a great guy. Uh, but that goes for every member of our little pad family here. Look, uh, as I'm sure all of you know, you bring your questions, do what we normally do. Uh, I usually say something at the beginning of pad, we have a lot to talk about. We have a lot to talk about, but let's, uh, I guess the first thing we need to do, uh, oh, nothing's up with Graham. We're just saying we loved him. I don't get to say it enough. Uh, I say it in the little group chat, and a lot of times I talk about him being my own little personal manservant. Uh, but I just wanted to have like a moment uh, of sincerity with Graham, because I don't do it a lot. Uh, and sometimes a moment of sincerity is a good thing. Uh, uh, let's see. Nicole says, my favorite bald head. That's right. Uh, I appreciate that. Uh, does Graham have a terminal illness? Oh, God, I'm not going to joke around about that. Uh, I guess the first toast we're going to do tonight in this beautiful new Prospects After Dark mug. Look at this, by the way. Look at this. Isn't this amazing? It's a mug of me with my head on it from Cardinal's Gifts. To the Duncan family. Uh, did you let him out of the cage? I did. Uh, Graham is going to be out of his cage for a little bit. I'm going to let him run free. Hello, Father. The Cardinals are good. They are indeed. Damn, thought he was sick or something. Glad that's not the case. Me too. Graham did not die. No, no. Graham's going to be around forever. Uh, I need Graham to be around forever. Okay, so what do you guys want to talk about? Do you want to talk about the end of the Cardinals minor league season? Do you want to talk about the four and a half maybe soon-to-be five-game lead for the St. Louis Cardinals in the Central Division? Do you want to talk about the pursuit of maybe the Braves and potentially even the Dodgers if things get really weird over these last two weeks? Do we want to celebrate the fact that the Cardinals are going to be in the playoffs uh, unless there's an epic collapse? Now, I say that, but remember, the Cardinals still have that four-game set against the Cubs, and that'll probably be the deal-maker or breaker. Oh, Whitewater Attorney, my good friend Adam Van Grack says he's toasting with McAllen. Uh, to you, sir. To my good friend Ryan, too, who sent me a bottle of McAllen uh, that uh, FedEx could not make happen. I raised my glass to the both of you. Graham's going to be the first human to live to a thousand. I like that. Uh, let's see. Howdy to Patrick B. Uh, Patrick B., who's at TCU, doing amazing stuff at TCU. I love you, bud. Uh, let's see. How do you see the outfield shaking out next year? Can we please get some more Lane Thomas next year? You know, I think that uh, the writing on the wall... I feel like Tyler O'Neill is kind of in the same place that Carson Kelly was last year, uh, that maybe even Luke Weaver was. I have a feeling we're probably seeing the end at the end of the season of Tyler O'Neill as a St. Louis Cardinal, although with Marcelo Zuno more than likely walking, uh, anything could happen. Uh, but uh, how do I see it shaking out? The Cardinals are set on Harrison Bader as their center fielder, and since he's come back from Memphis, he, he's earned it more than likely. 
and you're going to have Dexter Fowler in right, probably get Jose Martinez getting some reps in right too, uh, and then probably a cluster of left field options. I would assume Lane Thomas is in there, Randy Rosarena. Uh, we're seeing that Mr. Schilt likes Randy Rosarena a lot. That gets me excited because, as you know, I like Randy a lot too. How do I see it shaking out? I see a lot of guys getting a lot of reps. Uh, and also Tommy Edmond. Tommy Edmond's going to play every day. The Cardinals still have Matt Carpenter under under contract at third. So anything could happen there. Greg Garcia, leadoff shot, calling it now. That'd be awesome. Are we still wanting Mo fired from Iowa Neck? Yeah, I'm sure that there's still some people out there who want Mo fired. Uh, you know, somebody asked me, should Mo be fired? And I was pretty pretty level-headed about saying, no, I don't think so. I definitely felt a lot of the tension, and I was definitely upset about the way things had gone a little bit. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's nice to see that some of the pitchforks have been put away. C70, my good friend, is patron prospect going to Arizona? I never heard if they decided to send him or not. Uh... So from what I understand is he's going to go, and he just might not be there the entire time. Uh, patron prospect, by the way, is Dylan Carlson. When we did Prospect Matchmaker, we gave C70 Dylan Carlson for so many different reasons, other than the fact that they were both fantastic. Uh, the level of maturity in his game we talked about a lot. Anyways, he is going to Arizona, last I heard. He might not be there for very long. He might only be there for a couple weeks or a week or three weeks or something like that, and then the Cardinals might pull him and substitute him for someone else or leave that spot open. Uh, resign Ozuna, right? From, uh, from Moon Dog, uh, and then some numbers. Uh, so, what would I do? I would be all about signing Ozuna. As a matter of fact, I think we might actually see Ozuna take the qualifying offer. That's gonna be something really interesting to watch. I do not anticipate the Cardinals re-signing Marcelo Ozuna. Whenever it gets brought up, Moax KG about it. And it doesn't seem like that's the direction that they're going to go in. Again, I love Marcelo Zuna. He's one of my favorite players in the team. I call him Marsuelo because uh, he's goofy, and I think Marsuelo matches his personality. Uh, I like Marcelo Zuna a lot. I just don't think that that's the direction the cards are going to go in because of how many outfielders they have and how dead set Mr. Uh, uh, Schilt, for good reason now, uh, wants to get Tommy Edmond time. And remember, just like they did with Dexter Fowler this year, they're going to run with Matt Carpenter at third base more than likely next year uh, and give him every chance to take that position. Effective Zobrist coming back on the Cubs, I don't know. You know, I, I would. So in your mind, right, you think Ben Zobrist was a good player. He's going to come back. He's going to help the Cubs. To me, the bigger addition to the Cubs roster is Nico Horner, uh, who on draft day last year, I was critical of the Cubs drafting because as I said on draft day, I like Tommy Edmond better, who was also a stand middle infielder uh, who the Cardinals spent a third or fourth round pick on. Why am I blanking right now? Was it a fourth or a sixth? It was a fourth or a sixth. It was a sixth round pick on. Uh, they spent a sixth round pick on and the, Horner was a first round pick. Anyways, he's a good player. I think that has a larger impact if used properly than Zobrist has. And I'm only, and I say that, let me explain that. I say that because I just, Zobrist hasn't been playing baseball for very long. You know, he, he took a big sabbatical there and that might have freshened him up. That might have livened him up. But I can't imagine it being easy to come back in a pennant race uh, uh, from taking that time off. Uh, Josh says he got a German Shepherd since the last pad. Two German Shepherds and, shepherds and dogs and uh, all things cuddly and cute to my, uh, my nephew, Dog Jojo. Uh, let's see. Shame Russell got hit in the face. Couldn't have happened to a nicer guy. I hope he gets hit in the face over and over and over again. I don't think Jack Flaherty is Luke Weaver 2.0. No, no. I, I hope that the convincing that I tried to do here on pad was enough uh, for you. You don't think Jose is traded? I don't know what to think. Here's what I know is I know Jose is loved in the clubhouse. I know he's close to Yadier Molina and Molina's family. I think that for the, his price tag... 
I, again, it's like, what do you get in return for Jose Martinez? Especially if he's as good of a hitter off the bench as he's shown the ability to be. If he's fine, a 30-year-old bench bat, like, yeah, I, I like that. I keep that. I just don't think, like, if you trade him, you're going to get J.B. Woodman. Like, you're not going to get some hot shot. You might be able to, just, like, mine a uh, Chase and Shreve or a Giovanni Gallegos. But I don't think that you're talking realistically about getting a huge return uh, return because of his defensive liabilities. Uh, that's my only thought about that. So, yes, I do think Jose Martinez stays, and I think that he's a valuable, like, fifth outfielder type. A, a great pinch hitter, maybe your first pinch hitter off the bench. Uh, that's valuable. And, again, he's not getting paid that much, and he's well-liked. So, yeah, I, I don't think he gets traded. It could very well happen, uh, especially if there's a team who really wants his bat. Uh, let's see. Carpenter been hitting well lately. Yeah, Carpenter's been hitting well when he's being used in the right situations. We love that. Uh, what's up, Pad people from Sam Smitty? What's up, Sam Smitty? Uh, hey, Christian Rabbit, what's going on, bud? I hope everything is going well with you. Uh, Nick Rahagan asks, any chance Edmund takes over full-time third base next year? Is there a chance? Yeah, I, I don't expect it or anticipate it happening at the beginning of the year. I would imagine that Matt Carpenter, depending on how this year finishes, well, actually, I don't think this year matters. I think you're looking at Matt Carpenter more than likely getting the chance to be the everyday third baseman next year, just like Dexter Fowler was going to be the everyday right fielder this year following a bad season. Uh, Carpenter will get every opportunity, and it's going to be more than just a one-month test. It's going to be more than just a two-month test. And you know what? If Matt Carpenter hits like he's shown recently, then that's a good thing. Uh, I like Matt Carpenter a lot, and I don't mean those things to like hate on Carp or hate on anyone, especially Jose Martinez, who I was just talking about. I love Jose Martinez. I just think that, yes, there will be a chance, because I don't necessarily know if the the medium of Matt Carpenter is something we're going to see, if that makes any sense. Uh, will Gomber pitch in the bigs before the season is over for Matt, for Matt Stromer? Now, Matt, I got to tell you, this is something that I was thinking about earlier today. You know, uh, he's last I heard, he was back at Roger Dean uh, getting some, like, in-game work. And I'm surprised we haven't heard anything. I would anticipate that probably in the next couple days uh, we're hearing something. Uh, you know, I, I know Dan McLaughlin does that amazing scoops with Danny Mack, and I know that he has Mo on on Monday. I wouldn't be surprised if, if Danny Mack asked something. Uh, you know, he, he usually likes to do that rundown. I've listened to three of those scoops with Mo. Uh, they're all really good. I, uh, I He usually asks for, like, an injury rundown. I, I would anticipate that maybe Danny Mack has something, so check that out. Uh, Brian Hellman says, Kyle, you're the man. Great to have you back. Brian, it's great to have you here, bud. Uh, let Dylan Carlson win AFL MVP at cards. It was also awesome to see Dylan Carlson named to the first team all prospects team through Pipeline. Randy Rosarena was on the second team. Uh, and it's awesome that Mr. Dylan Carlson was named the Texas League Player of the Year. To Dylan Carlson uh, and all of the excitement that comes with having a legitimate primetime potential hitting prospect in the organization. Uh, does Mo get fired or not? What would you do? No, like uh, like I said a little while ago, Jack, in a bunch of numbers, last pad when people were getting, I would not fire him. I don't think the Cardinals are going to fire him. I really do think that Mr. Mazalak does exactly what Mr. Mr. DeWitt asks of him. Uh, I would imagine that there's a lot of behind-the-scenes conversations that happen that we don't know about uh, that maybe prevent Mr. Mazalak from making some moves that maybe Mr. Mazalak would make. Uh, I don't know for sure. I'm projecting my own opinions in that particular situation. Uh, but no, I would not fire him. Uh, I wouldn't have fired him a month ago. Uh, sure, maybe there's some change that needs to happen. But right now the Cardinals are going through an organizational change. They made the right move, uh, it appears, by firing Mark Budaska, uh, giving the reins to Jeff Albert, 
and the rumor is they're going to make some pretty severe changes internally from a scouting standpoint, uh, the implementation of technology, and uh, uh, coaching staff-wise in the minor league. So that's going to be interesting to find out, too. I like the fact that they're adjusting. I want to see how the adjustment goes. I like the fact that they're kind of adapting, although they're slow to adapt, and you know the organization deserves a little bit of hate for that. But they're adapting, and that's positive, and we're going to see where it goes from there. Uh, can Flaherty continue his dominance into the postseason? Yeah, I, look, he's not going to have a sub-1 ERA into the postseason. That's unrealistic to ask, but it is realistic to say that from here on out, he could easily have a sub-2.5 ERA. Look, this is the Jack Flaherty we've talked about. This is the Jack Flaherty that, that we've been talking about since day one uh, about potential. Uh, uh, this is the, the Chris Carpenter, Adam Wainwright uh, in their prime, uh, the budding of the prime. Uh, again, we talk about ace. I don't know if he's an ace. Again, I have unrealistic expectations for an ace, but he's definitely a number one and a top of the rotation pitcher. So, yes, I do think he can keep it up, uh, not to this level. To me, it feels like Nico Horner has been in the Cubs organization for like three years for some reason. He's not. He's the first member of the 2018 draft to uh, make it to uh, the – yay, puppies. Hey, Maggie. Speaking of yeah, puppies, I love that owl. I hope Al's doing well. Give Al some love for me. Uh, I've missed my pad, people. So have I, man. So have I. How do you feel about the stretch after Colorado? Uh – and will this upcoming series tell us anything? Look, Arizona, I love the fact that the Cardinals are going to play the Nationals, the Cubs, and Arizona. I love the fact that they end the year with the Cubs. I think that it's a great precursor to uh, a postseason baseball. I love it. It's going to be a test. It's going to be a challenge. And again, the, the seven games against the Cubs being four and a half or four or five games up, uh, it means nothing. Those seven games are what's going to end up making or breaking the season for the Cardinals. And how cool is that, even if things don't go well, that we're talking about getting into the last three weeks of the Major League season and games with the Cardinals playing the Cubs are what really, really matter. Now, you can't look past Colorado in that weird ballpark where those games always get weird between the Cardinals and the Rockies. Uh, and then the National and Arizona are two very, very good teams. I mean, the Nationals are amazing, and that's going to be a great playoff-like series, I would think so, too. And Arizona's fighting for a chance to take that wild card spot from uh, the Cubs where the Cubs are right now. So I'm, I'm nervous about it, but I'm excited about the baseball that's in front of us. Uh, Maggie says, I don't want to jinx, but the thought of us pushing the Cubs out of the wild card would be amazing. Yeah, that's just talking about that a second ago. I would love to see Arizona uh, claim that spot. Uh, let's see. Jose Martinez for some uh, injured reliever. Yeah, maybe something like that. Any more call-ups this year from Whitewater Attorney? Uh, again, I think Austin Gomber would be the one. Like, maybe he gets a call-up. If someone gets injured, like, imagine if Kisner or Hudson get injured, the Cardinals would probably call up Jose Godoy. I, I can't imagine that happening. Uh, even with, like, at any other position, if a bunch of people got injured, I don't think they'd call up anyone. So Gomber's really the only other person that, that I could potentially see. Uh, trade deadline non-activity warranted now. Is it warranted? No. So here's it. Here's my thought about that. Look, right now Michael Waka is still bailing the Cardinals out for not acquiring any additional arm. Uh, I will say that, again, Mike Schilt deserves a ton of credit for the way he handled the bullpen this weekend uh, with four games in two days of this past weekend. or not. You know what I mean. Like, not this past weekend, the weekend prior. Sorry, we haven't done Pat in a while. He did great. Uh, the pitchers are lasting longer. Making the decision to pitch Waka on three days was the right move. It's awesome to see Michael Waka bailing out the front office. But still, I still would have liked and would feel more comfortable as we enter the playoffs going down the stretch uh, had the Cardinals made another move for an arm, even if it would have been a Jason Vargas arm or something like that. Uh, you can never have enough pitching. Pitching wins championships. Uh, let's see. XX Eliminator says, What are your predictions win-loss for these last three weeks for the Birds? 
Uh, what is it? So the, what do they? I, I'm gonna mess up the games, right? They have to go like 11 and nine to have 91 wins or something like that. Uh, I'll say that they go three games above 500 uh, for the rest of the way, which to me is conservative based on the way that they've played. Uh, let's see. Carpenter has like a 470 BABIP since August 20, getting a lot of help from uh, uh, balls finding holes. I'm already parched. Tommy Edmond is greater than Marwin Gonzalez. Not uh, two years ago, Marwin Gonzalez, but he's fun to watch right now for sure. Josh says, we have like zero hot players right now, but they all seem to get uh, right hits at the right time. I, you're right. So it doesn't seem like uh, uh, Marcelo Zuna is, is hot. Paul DeYoung's getting some home runs. He's not necessarily hot right now. Uh, Yachty's super hot. Bader's super hot, I would say. Uh, not just physically, but in the batter's box. Uh, they are that too. Um, but Edmund's hot, and they're using him. Uh, so I, I think that, sure, Ozuna and DeYoung and Goldschmidt aren't hot, but it seems like everyone around him is. Uh, you know, playing maybe better than the meme. Do you ever just think about the fact Danny Mack is skin and bones now? Uh, that, you know, it breaks my heart. Again, all I want to say is I, I don't know what's wrong, if there's anything wrong with Danny Mack. I hope he's happy. I hope he's healthy. Uh, he's a St. Louis icon, and, uh, you know, I, I don't want to make light of the fact that he's super skinny or any of that stuff. I, I just hope that it's all done healthy and right, and he's fine, and he's happy, and he's healthy. Uh, Whitewater Turner says, a Whitewater Attorney, uh, our good friend Adam Bagrag says, Randy! Yeah, Randy Rosarena, who's done an amazing job since getting called up uh, at the beginning of September and little opportunities here and there. Pinch running, uh, pinch hitting. Uh, little things got a little weird on the base pass the other day, but that's whatever. Be real! Uh, they told Gomber to focus on 2020. Gould had it in his notes September 1st. Thank you very much, Be Real. I appreciate the information. Uh, Victoria, hello, Victoria. Welcome to Prospects After Dark. Uh, thanks for being here. Uh, do you think realistic? Uh, do you think realistically that the Cards could beat the Braves in the NLDS? I think that with a pitcher like Jack Flaherty pitching the way that Jack Flaherty's pitching, anything could happen. You know, Dakota Hudson the way that he's pitching, anything could happen. When you have good pitching, anything can happen in a series. You know, the Cardinals win the World Series in '06 simply for the fact that Anthony Reyes got hot. Uh, Jeff Supon pitched out of his mind. So, yeah, I do think that they can. I do think things need to go extremely right for it to happen. I miss Brandon Moss, Loki. I know you do, buddy. I know. Uh, let's see. Hello, Pat. I'm finally here from Drake. Man, what's up, Drake? How are you, bud? Uh, what happened with Weeders? Kisner stay as backup for next year. The Weeders-Kisner thing is going to be very interesting. It's going to be a storyline this offseason. Of course, Matt Weeders is a free agent. I would imagine he goes somewhere with the potential to start or at least do a timeshare. I would expect... Uh, based on that, for Andrew Kisner to be kind of the backup, I would hope so. I think he's earned it. I think he's ready for that challenge. Uh, of course, you wouldn't want to stunt his growth, but I think he's, I think he's a little bit different type hitter than like Carson Kelly, where maybe sitting on the bench won't hurt him as badly. Uh, what happened to Weeders? It was some minor strain, and last I heard, he was hitting from both sides of the plate, uh, and it wasn't a concern. Uh, do you see us making a run at Cole in the offseason? I definitely think there's a better chance the Cardinals make a run at Cole than they do Rendon or uh, 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 Ozuna again. But I still don't think they make a run at Cole. Look, the Cardinals have a lot of money committed to next year and even the year after. And one thing that Mr. DeWitt has been very, very vocal about saying is that we're 11th in we're 11th in revenue and 7th in payroll or whatever. I don't expect them to add that kind of contract. 
Uh, but Whitey Ball, Saber Garbage, why'd they fire Budaska? Exactly. Uh, do you remember Keith McDonald from, uh, from Ethan Baker? So, Ethan, my guess is that you're Kiefer Dean Roach's friend, and yes, I do. Uh, I remember Keith McDonald. He hit the big home run in, like, his first at bat, first two at bats or whatever. One of the first players ever to do that. Or a really cool moment. I do remember Keith McDonald, and I hear you got a really cool keepsake, uh, and that's awesome, man. What's the word on Weeders we'll be able to play this year? Yes, last I heard, he'd be ready to play. Uh, Quinn says to Mr. Jeff Carlson, uh, your son is awesome. And we all share that sentiment. Uh, again, to, to the Carlson family, who I love with all my heart, uh, and to the, the incredibly talented and awesome Dylan Carlson. Jack is only 23. Uh, who are your three potential trade candidates going into the offseason for Jack and a bunch of numbers? Like, trade candidates within the organization? Uh, again, I... If I'm trying to be objective about it, and you guys know I love Tyler O'Neill, but I think the writing is on the wall that Tyler O'Neill finds a different club. I think you're probably talking about maybe someone like John Gant potentially being shopped a little bit. Remember, he's out of options, and he's starting to wear down as the season progresses. Uh, something like that. And then maybe Lane Thomas. It's, you would think that if the Cardinals are going to trade anyone, it's going to be from the outfield depth. Uh, uh, but we'll see. I'm anxious to see how this organ, the, 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 this offseason goes. You know, I, I don't know exactly where their expendable pieces are because they're not going to trade Young, they're not going to trade Edmund, they're not going to trade Wong, they're not going to trade Goldschmidt. I don't think they could trade Carpenter if they wanted to. Dexter Fowler's had a really solid year, and I don't think he's going anywhere. Harrison Bader obviously isn't going anywhere. Uh, so it just comes down to the pitchers, and you know Hudson's not going anywhere. You know they're going to bring Wayno back. They're not going to trade Michaelis. Uh, Jack Flaherty's king. So it's going to be interesting. They don't really have a whole lot of movable parts except for those outfield depth. Uh, Sub Kyle from Ala Moses. Hey, Charlie. What's up, baby? I love you. Uh, the Real RW22 says, is it awkward doing this home alone or... Uh, no, no, because I've got a, a, a group of naked clowns in my bed waiting for me. Is it going to be an epic end to the season? It's going to be an epic end to the season for sure, says my cousin Charlie. Shirt is on, so no pants. I am not wearing pants. That is a fact. I was hoping that somebody would bring that up. Uh, you nailed it, sweaty teddy. Good for you, bud. You get first crack at it. What's the one move you make this offseason as the GM? I try to lock up Jack Flaherty, and I try to do it at as much of a discount as um, uh, as possible. Uh, what's one thing I do? Look, I, I I like the idea of Austin Gomber pitching out of the bullpen. I like Hedesis Cabrera getting as much time in September to prove that he can be another left-handed option in the playoffs because I definitely am still worried about Tyler Webb, no matter how effective he is, even though lately he hasn't been as effective. Uh, I would still work on bringing in as many left-handed options as possible for the bullpen. That's still priority number one. Uh, I would still want Hennessy Cabrera to have a chance to be a multi-inning reliever or a starter, working on his command. That's very important. Uh, but as it stands right now, you know, if I were GM, I'd probably bring back Marcelo Zuna. Uh, I'd try to get creative with the other op outfield options. I'd, what I'd do is I'd tender Marcelo Zuna the qualifying offer and hope that he takes it. Uh, and if he doesn't take it, then I probably wouldn't negotiate him with him because I love all my, the outfield depth. Uh, and other than that, I'd, look to, I'd try to engage Garrett Cole, and if the owner said that we had enough money to make it happen, I'd try to make it happen. I'd still look at starting pitching because the Cardinals have kind of like maxed out their starting pitching, especially if they're not going to include Ryan Helsley as a starter. They're losing Michael Waka. Uh, I just, I'd stay open-minded, you know? I think that the Cardinals still have a lot of depth, and I think that we're seeing exactly what we talked about since the beginning of the year. They're an 88-win floor team uh, that could win 93 games if everything goes exceedingly right. Now, they were bad for a while there, but everything is coming up Cardinals right now, and we're seeing the fruits of the labor payoff. Uh, what do you think is the biggest challenge 
for the Cardinals going into the last couple of weeks. I think the biggest challenge is just continuing to play their game. Look, I have my own beliefs about the pitching staff, right? Uh, I think Miles Michaelis is exactly Miles Michaelis. I think Jack Flaherty's pitching out of his head. There will be a minor regression because no one can keep up the point, the sub one ERA, right? Uh, it's not going to be big. He's still going to be amazing. Uh, where I wonder is they're still running Michael Waka out there as a fifth starter. Uh, and Dakota Hudson, who has pitched amazing and is good and has really good stuff, is going to regress back to his mean. And it's not going to be like the Flaherty super, like he regresses a little bit and he's still like a two ERA guy. There's still like, Dakota Hudson is a three ERA guy, three five, a four ERA guy. And that's, I'm not trying to like beat up on him. He's just, that's going to be him. So what my major concern in the next three weeks is just hoping that the starting pitching holds up. But we're in September, and if there's a time when the starting pitching doesn't hold up, you can get away with it's right now because of expanded rosters. And again, it seems like they have the Waka Helsley thing figured out. Uh, that's good and that's positive. So it just comes down to how consistent Michaelis can be, what Wayno can do on the road because he's still been really good at home, and if Dakota Hudson and Jack Flaherty can continue to pitch at the level they're pitching. Uh, the good bad news is the Cardinals can take care of the D-backs, Brewers, and Cubs themselves. Yeah, I agree with that. That's a great point, Quinn. How has Trajan play? How has Trajan, Trajan Fletcher played? We'll just call him Trey. Uh, I would like to continue to call him Trajan. Trajan Fletcher was the Cardinals' second-round pick in this prior draft. He hit amazing in the Gulf Coast League. Went to Johnson City. You could see his lightning quick hands. Uh, a really, really impressive. But he's still a very, very raw player. Uh, who played baseball in the the, the northeast cold weather states, uh, who is still very raw. He's raw in the outfield. He's raw with his arm. He's raw at the plate. He has a lot to work on. Really struggled in the Appalachian League. He was one of the youngest players in that league. Uh, But there's still many positives to take from his season. Uh, Again, that was an advanced promotion for a player as raw and as maybe unchallenged as Trajan Fletcher has been in his high school career. Uh, he's he's solid. It's going to be an interesting spell next year when he spends all year at Johnson City or half the season because Johnson shit Johnson shitty Johnson City is a short season affiliate. Uh, Cleveland Browns rule says thanks for Mikado. Hey, thank you for John Torres. Thank you for Connor Capel. That uh, that was a great trade for both people. You know, last I saw, uh, Mercado had like an 88 WRC plus since the beginning of June, but he's a really dynamic player who's really exciting, that plays a great center field, who steals bases, who gets a bunch of doubles. Like, everything else has kind of regressed to about what we expected and talked about here on Prospects After Dark a lot. Uh, But look, I I have nothing but affection and love for Oscar Mercado. I hope he continues to be a spark plug for that lineup. And more importantly, I'm really glad that the Cleveland fans have embraced him the way that they have. Uh, Colton Wong is hot on multiple different ways. You're right, Tara. Can we talk about how Danny Mack and Edmonds handled the Duncan news on the air? Yeah, you know, I'd like to try to stay away from that, except for to tip my hat to to both Danny Mack and Jim Edmonds. I can't imagine what it was like. You know, I was in a bunch of DMs saying, just shut off the audio. Let them go home. Put a little ticker on that said, uh, because of the passing of Chris Duncan, uh, uh, we've, we've decided to go with hot mics, uh, and give the broadcasters a night. Like, that would have been what I, what I would have liked to have seen happen. Those first innings were brutal. Poor Danny Mack in the way that he had to, 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 to say what was going on. Uh, but at the same time, like, for them to recover and handle it the way that they handled it, and then to hear Edmonds talk about it in particular, about what he was feeling, his emotions, you know, the surreal feeling about it all, to be able to be a part of that and to hear them express that on a broadcast was really, really special. It was sad. 
but it was really, really special. Uh, and then the next night, again, that which and to see them do that to gut it out. And I know that there's people out there who are probably just saying all they did was sit in the booth. They're just sitting in a booth. That can't be hard. I can't imagine what it's like to be, as someone who has trouble with emotions in the first place, understanding them or even experiencing them for the most part, because uh, I'm basically a computer. When you see people, as someone like myself, when you see people experience the vast array of emotions, it's it's overwhelming because you don't quite understand it, but you do understand what it's like to be going through a tough time and not being able to escape the public eye when you're going through that tough time. They sat there and they took it and they dealt with it and they allowed us to feel it with them, and that's such an amazingly emotional and a, a, a wonderful experience, and it's wonderful out of such sad tragedy. Uh, so I, I can't even, like, I love them, I appreciate them a, a great deal. What really blew my mind was the next day, the broadcast was incredible. It was so good. Uh, Danny Mack was incredible, Jim Edmonds was the best he's ever been in the booth. Uh, it was just a great, a, a sad, tragic weekend uh, that was turned into a positive once we started reflecting especially on all the positives in 38 years of Chris Duncan's life. Uh, you sh- blah, 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 blah. Let's toast our drinks to Chris Duncan. Yeah, to Chris Duncan on that note. To Chris Duncan, uh, to all of his family, the Duncan family, to all of the teammates, to everyone who listened to him on 101 ESPN, his teammates at 101 ESPN, uh, to the tragic passing of someone who went way, way too young uh, and was too lively, who was awfully lively with the life that he lived. The Cardinals score like six runs off Maddox in two innings and we don't talk about what happened. Oh yeah, uh, I was this month, blah, 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 I don't know what we're talking about. Astros keep murdering baseballs and I wish it was the Cardinals winning games by 21 runs. Yeah, the Astros are so good. Josh says, keep O'Neal, I agree. Uh, what happens to Mayers during the offseason? Look, I, uh, boy... I really, really want to get away from being so critical of people. But look, the, I, Mike Mayers will make it through September, but he should not be on the 40, man. He was bad at Memphis. Uh, and again, I, I only mean this to give like honest appraisal. As I don't mean this to beat up on the guy because he's a great guy. But he was really, really bad in Memphis. He was getting hit hard even when they weren't getting runs off of him in Memphis. He never should have been the call-up. That spot should have gone to Jake Woodford. We should have Jake Woodford up here at the Major League level getting a chance uh, to taste the majors. Uh, what's going to happen with him? He has no spot on this 40-man. Uh, I think that more than likely, if best-case scenario is he's good somehow for the next however many appearances he gets, and the Cardinals can trade him. But I, I think more than likely he's a DFA candidate. Uh, let's only trade O'Neal after he stars in a Cardinals shirtless calendar. I agree. Won't Carp have 10 and 5 rights or whatever after opening day next year? Yeah, that sounds about right. What happened with Carlos Martinez next year? He says that he wants to start. And Mo has said that they want him to potentially be a starter. So I would imagine that that's the direction they go in uh, and hope that everyone's healthy and they can be aggressive about who ends up closing because they still value the closer. When does Kyle ever wear pants? I have yet to wear them today. Uh, Lock up Jack ASAP. Yeah, I I agree. That'd be be amazing. Uh, JR2911 says baseball is great. I'll toast to that, to amazing, amazing baseball. And also a coffee mug with my half-naked body on it. And Quinn says 15-450 for Flaherty gets it done. Uh, what about Zoo? Uh, the M-I-Z-Z-O-U. Jordana, Jordan Alvarez is one impressive human being from Drake Man. Uh, our good friend uh, uh, Todd Thiessen loves him some Jordan, Air Jordan uh, Alvarez. Uh, amazing stuff. Uh, the, the, the Astros' ability to 
turn talent into major league talent, their ability to identify it and let it allow it and find ways for it to translate at the major league level is so impressive. Uh, Astros, Dodgers, Yankees, uh, with Gio Urshela. Uh, I mean, it's just it's a really impressive thing to watch. It reminds me of the Cardinals. They still do that. They still do it. Maybe not to that same extent. Uh, but it reminds me of like Dave Duncan's ability to find pitchers uh, that were terrible and turn them into something productive. Is Colby Rasmus still the only player who has ever taken a qualifying offer? No, Colby was the first, but there have been people since. Uh, if they don't bring back Ozuna, who the hell is going to clean up? Not O'Neal. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what would happen with that. You know, I would imagine that they would get super clever. I think that it would depend on who was in the lineup. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if you see something like Dexter Fowler or Yadier Molina hitting in the four spot. That Would that surprise you at all? Colton Wong, maybe what ends up happening is... Uh, again, if they run with Matt Carpenter, then you're talking about Dexter Fowler leading off, maybe Colton Wong hitting second, Paul Goldschmidt hitting third, maybe Carpenter hitting fourth, Fowler hitting fourth, one of them hitting fifth. You just never know. And again, you're right, it just goes to show you uh, that uh, uh, you know it would help to have a cleanup hitter like someone like Ozuna. But it's been really interesting to watch that three-hole hitter and cleanup hitter thing because what, what did we notice early in the year? Now, Goldschmidt was hitting second. But when they've hit three and four, like, it hasn't stoked the other one. It, it hasn't worked the way that, like, our brains are trained to believe that it's going to work. Uh, it, what it's doing is it's proving the point that maybe it doesn't necessarily matter the person that you have batting after the person. Uh, uh, maybe that protection quip is not necessarily as true as we think it is. Uh, but to your point, like, it just goes to show you that you're going to need another bat in there somewhere. And I think the Cardinals would hope that that bat comes internally. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. They'd have to get clever, that's for sure. And uh, let's focus on this year. Uh, Brian Reynolds is so good and nobody talks about him. Yeah, he's kind of a terrible outfielder. Showed that this weekend a little bit, but he's had a really, really great season. Can we say that Justin Williams might have a shot at cracking the roster next year from Drake Mann? Yeah, you know, he's another guy like... He has a 40-man spot, and we've been very critical of him holding on to that 40-man spot, even here on Prospects After Dark. But I have to tell you, when he came back off the the, the AAA IL, and he started off at AA and then was back on the IL and went back and forth, but his swing is better. It's still somewhat awful, uh, uh, but his swing is better, and he was making better contact, and he was finding gaps and hitting doubles. He was like a completely different approach. He had like a completely different approach. Uh, in the last month of the season, month and a half of the season than he had at any point over the last two minor league seasons. That's going to be something worth keeping an eye on. I'm glad the Cardinals kept him on the 40-man. I don't know if they'll trade him. I don't know what kind of trade value he has. I would think that he has similar to like what the trade value Andy Young had last year, so maybe you could throw him into a deal if you're going to upgrade your team. Uh, but yeah, I love him, and I, I, like I'm, I'm, I'm surprised that I like him as much as I do. He'll be on the Dirty 35 when we redo it. Uh, he'll be in the top 10 outfielders list when we do that. Uh, and hopefully he gets a chance because he's hitting and continues to hit well. That's what we're looking for. Uh, let's see. Dakota Hudson currently fifth in ESPN Cy Young predictor. It's because they're still valuing wins more than they should. Nothing against Dakota Hudson. Dakota Hudson, he's been really good. Uh, Jay Dizzy says, instead of Cole, I see Cardinals going for Odorizzi or Miley. Yeah, you know, I, personally, as we talked about Seamart a second ago, I think ideally they'd rather have Seamart go into the rotation and figure it out from there. Uh, uh, rather than sign anyone. My only concern is closer. I get that. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, I love Pat from Cards Gifts. Cards Gifts, I love you too, buddy. Uh, thank you again for the mug and being you and my soulmate. I love you. Pat definitely loves your gifts. 
Oh, wow, who is a sexy host? And chill, who's that sexy man boy that got to sit there with sexy Tyler O'Neill and tell him that we call him Prince Sex and uh, be a man boy for Sex Prince? That was you, baby. That was you. Uh, that would have been nice to see. Boy, we're, we're behind. Uh, Cardinals haven't won a game at Wrigley all year. They are due. Yeah, you know, I don't, I know that's, I don't invest much into that. I, I think that they just got beat. And I'm sure maybe Wrigley has something to do with it, and they still haven't won, and they still need to win at Wrigley. But I don't think, like, I don't think they're going to go into Wrigley thinking we can't win. I don't think they're going to lose a game at Wrigley and think, oh, well, we still haven't won at Wrigley. Uh, sure, they'll get asked about it. But this is kind of a different team with kind of a different, like, personality about it right now. And I don't think that, uh, that it matters. You know, if we look back at the end of the year and they still haven't won at Wrigley, then obviously that means that they probably lost a division or at least put themselves in a bad situation within the division. But I don't, like... I would be surprised if that's the case. And it's a fun thing to talk about for sure, and they definitely need to win at Wrigley if they're going to continue to win this, be uh, in the position to win the Central. Adult Sodas for all. What's up, Randall? How are you, bud? Uh, Sean uh, Sandifer says, Kyle, when did you start following prospects seriously? Who was your first favorite prospect? You know, well, it's funny. Like, I have such a terrible memory. And I... So there's like a long story here. I, I try not to do it as we've got like 24 questions in the queue. I'm minutes and minutes behind you guys. I grew up at Old Bush. Uh, my dad was an usher at Bush Stadium. My brother Scott worked at Bush Stadium in various different uh, capacities. Uh, uh, so what I would do is I would get a $3 Upper Terrace Reserve ticket. Uh, back in the day, if you were 15 or under, it would cost 3 bucks. And I'd go and I'd sit in the bleachers, the left field bleachers at Old Bush Stadium, uh, wander around the bleachers with my dad, and I'd talk to the season ticket holders. Season ticket holders would also give me their extra tickets whenever the opportunity presented itself. All of this is background to say that I started talking about baseball at a very young age with the smartest and brightest minds in Cardinal fandom, the left field bleacher regulars, the season ticket holders. What I found was I was very curious back then about like things that they didn't know about because I wanted to have something extra to bring to the conversation. Uh, I wanted to be able to have something, uh, 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 just a little something extra. So. You know, I was probably trying to find information about prospects uh, as soon as I had access to the internet. Uh, kind of grew up in somewhat of a poor family. We had a computer that didn't have access, could not access the internet uh, until I bought a laptop when I was, pff, I don't even know how long. We used to go to the library and uh, uh, use their time, uh, the internet at the library, in order to access the internet. Uh, who was my first favorite prospect? I don't even know. I, I really don't. I just remember, like, being completely intrigued when guys like Jason Simontachi came to the majors and made a debut. Uh, I, you know, like that, that always intrigued me and I wanted to know more. Uh, so I know it's a long way and I didn't even really give an answer, but that's kind of how everything started with me and prospects. Uh, let Mayer start again next year. That'd be interesting. Uh, does going with Mayers indicate that Woodford has lost some standing with the front office? Now, that's a good question, C70. I'm going to say no. What I will say is that uh, the reports out of Memphis were that he had maybe lost a couple ticks in his velocity uh, at the end of the year, and that maybe it was more of a move to uh, protect him in the long run than it was anything else. Uh, but th also the Cardinals love Mike Myers, so and I always call him Myers, and I'm sorry about that. Myers is the Orioles' ace next year. I like that. What the fuck are we going to do if Hudson regresses? Again, I'm not talking about like to a five or six earned run pitcher, but like he... <laughs> 
He's not a top five Cy Young candidate, and it might happen this year. That could be crazy. It'd be awesome. It'd be wonderful. Remember Kyle Loesch, who I said he's gonna. He has like I feel like he's like that Kyle Loesch, right? He maybe pitches better than what he's capable. Like he actually is. Finds himself in the top ten in Cy voting somehow, which would be amazing. Even though that probably isn't the pitcher that he really is. Now Kyle Loesch did have some pretty really some really really good season with the Cardinals. I'm just saying that like. He's, that's not the type of pitcher he is, and that's not to beat up on him, but we're seeing it with his strikeout numbers. And again, I know strikeout numbers aren't everything, but and because of the type of pitcher he is, getting the ground ball contact that he is, uh, that really bails him out. And that's the anomaly that is Dakota Hudson that makes it hard to quantify exactly how talented he is. But I do think that there's reason to believe that you're going to see, because of how reliant he is on the ground ball, that if he doesn't have his stuff one game, which is to be expected, especially as the season progresses and he continues to add on innings, that uh, uh, there's going to be a little regression to the mean. I don't think it's going to be huge. I'm, I'm not talking about a guy who's going to get beat around. But I do think it's reasonable to think that he'll be more like he, what he was uh, when he was pitching okay instead of when he was pitching lights out or when he was pitching terribly. Uh, do you think the Cardinals offer Wayno a contract similar to this year? Yeah, yeah. Expect Adam Wainwright to go year to year uh, uh, for as long as he wants to pitch. Bottom line. What kind of deal gets Flaherty locked up? Uh, backloaded 685? I don't even know. Like, uh, I'm sure somebody out here smarter than I am who has a little bit more time than I have uh, can look it up and try to find similar type pitchers uh, that have taken uh, contracts. Uh, 685 sounds right to me. Maybe 690. Uh, which is nice. You see what I'm doing there? Uh, something like that, but I, I honestly don't know. I can't help but think that if he keeps pitching this way, it's only going to be harder to sign him uh, than it is would be easier. Rendon will be clean up. That'd be awesome. I'd love it. I don't see how it happens. You know, the Cardinals, they've committed to a couple extra years of Matt Carpenter. They obviously love Tommy Edmond. Uh, I don't imagine, and especially like we talked about earlier with the money they have committed to next year and even the year after, it'd be really interesting to see them do that. I don't think it happens, but I would definitely love it. Uh, Flaherty's been awesome. Hudson's been doing the same, but less flashy. Yeah, not exactly the same less flashy, right? He's not throwing as many strikes. Uh, he is not getting as many swinging strikes either. But what he's doing is he's doing it his way, which is with a lot of grounders uh, and a lot of contact, which is good. Uh, intern Maddie, my good friend Intern Maddie says, Cardinals going to bat Dylan Carlson fourth next year because rush the future. They're not going to rush him. They're probably going to be conservative with him, especially at, at least at the start of the year. Now, let me take a step back before I get into that. I I've been very, very vocal for months now about saying that if the Cardinals don't re-sign Marcelo Zuna, then they would be doing themselves a huge disservice to enter next year uh, without allowing every one of the outfielders to compete for a spot uh, that left field starting spot. Now, Dylan Carlson is a better right fielder and a better center fielder than he is a left fielder, but that's only because he hasn't had a lot of time in left. The more time he gets, he'll be fine. Uh, probably pretty damn good, if I have my guess. But what I mean by that is that spot in spring training should be open competition. It should be open competition for Dylan Carlson, for for Justin Williams, for, I mean, a Rosarena, Thomas, O'Neill, if he's still here, if, there, if any of them are still here. It should be open competition, and whoever the best player is in spring training should get that job. And I know spring training isn't the be-all, end-all of, of being able to evaluate talent or whatnot, but I believe that spring training competition is good. I believe it's good if you give the job to the best player. And what have we talked about with Tommy Edmond? Remember, Tommy Edmond was one of the best players at spring training. We talked about this a lot. The Cardinals needed a super utility bat, uh, a player, uh, uh, from the beginning of the season. And they didn't go with Tommy Edmond at, out of spring training, even though he was one of the best players, because it was a 40-man crunch. And you know what? That hurt them for months. It hurt them for months. 
It hurt them for months. So hopefully they learn from that and they apply that to the left field spot if they don't resign Marcelo Zuna. Uh, let's see. Estimate of what Ozuna gets in free agency. I don't even know. You know, the way that the free agency has gone the last couple years, I wouldn't expect him to get anything more than a five-year deal. Uh, maybe five years. And again, the other thing with Marcelo Zuna, if he goes into September here and continues to struggle, and then the Cardinals make it to the playoffs and he struggles in the playoffs, that's going to hurt his bottom line, no doubt about it. Now, I don't expect that. I expect Marcelo Zuna to continue to hit. But it's going to be something worth keeping an eye on. You know, maybe maybe on the conservative end, like, 470 70 to 80, somewhere in there. Maybe team gets a little aggressive. They've got to outbid somebody. You're talking about 590 to 100, something like that. I, I think that's super aggressive. I think that might even be on the high end because I still don't have any feel at all for how uh, uh, like the new market is shaping up. And it's going to be interesting to see how that all goes. You know, uh, He and Yasiel Puig, I would think, get similar money. Uh, but, but we'll see. Uh, we'll see. It was very interesting seeing Flaherty get almost all his Ks on the fastball instead of the slider. Yeah, it goes to show you, in my opinion, uh, that he had them completely off balance. And he did throw the slider here and there, but he had, uh, he had the hitters off balance, and that's what good pitchers do. Why do the Cards not pursue Donaldson? He's killing it in Atlanta. Ralph Brody, I wish I could answer that. You know, I was very vocal about saying that I wanted the Cardinals to get Josh Donaldson, uh, and it just didn't work out. Uh, a lot of people seem to think that he was dead set on going to Atlanta. And, of course, if that was the case, then it makes even more sense uh, uh, than, than you and I probably know. If anything, the complaint that we have as fans uh, in regards to Josh Donaldson is that the Cardinals didn't try to acquire him at the waiver deadline last year. Uh, would have been nice to have had him for the stretch run, and they probably make the playoffs if he's there. They don't stand a chance uh, in driving in enough runs if they don't bring back Ozuna. Yeah, I think that there's fair, especially with as good as Marcelo Ozuna has been at driving in runs. But maybe you find somebody else who can do it. I'm not 100% sure. And also, sometimes we overvalue the ability to drive in runs. Now, it doesn't take away from the fact that Marcelo Ozuna is doing it, and it's amazing. And maybe Paul DeYoung ends up taking those at-bats and driving in runs the way that Marcelo Ozuna has. I don't know. By the way, I totally glossed over Paul DeYoung when we were talking about potential cleanup hitters next year. Uh, anyways, uh, yeah, so we'll just have to wait and find out. Let's see that TV try to take on Justin Williams now. That's right, yeah, he's hot. No, uh, no way that uh, the TV gets the better of Justin Williams if he tries to punch it. Hamels comes home. Uh, that's uh, Ryan, our good friend Ryan there, and also Graham. Uh, they, lo they love that uh, Cole Hamels. That'd be interesting. I'd be okay with like a one-year deal for Hamels. Uh, what about Yachty's comments saying when Flaherty throws a no-no? Would be great for him to catch one. Yeah, so again, nothing against Yadier or Molina, but I remember this. I remember him saying something, something similar with Wayno. I remember him saying something similar with Waka. Uh, I remember him saying something similar with uh, those three for sure. I appreciate his mental capacity, but it goes to show you just how hard it is to throw a no-hitter. There was a time early on in Adam Wainwright's career where I was sure he was going to throw a no-hitter, and it never happened because it's really, really, really freaking hard. But I love that that's the bulldog mentality that Yadier Molina has. It tells you everything you know need to know about him as a competitor uh, and why so many pitchers love him so much. Uh, Flaherty pitches in Wrigley, so W, then now we're talking. Uh, Cardinals 11 and 11 says, yo, what's up? Uh, how are your hemorrhoids tonight? You know, it's my back tonight, Charlie. Uh, but if you want to milk these hemorrhoids, they're here for you, boy. Uh, I am nine minutes behind the questions. Hey, Jody's here. Jody with the check marks. Thank you, Jody. Welcome, uh, welcome to Prospects After Dark. I'm glad you're here. The real RW22 says, I am learning so much about Kyle. Oh, wow. I hope you enjoyed the hemorrhoid talk. Ideal Gallegos closes. 
uh, Whitley and Reyes in bullpen next year along with Gant and Brevia. So the only problem with that, Drake Man, is if you want to count on Alex Reyes and Cody Whitley uh, to be in the bullpen, then you're already operating at a deficiency when constructing a roster. Honestly, get the idea of Alex Reyes pitching out of your head. It's the smart thing to do. And if he ends up pitching, then good God. Thank God. Thank God. Uh, and then Cody Whitley, who is a very interesting relief pitcher with a kind of an interesting uh, uh, pitching mechanic, a kind of interesting motion, who has somewhat lively stuff. We've seen this type of reliever kind of hit a brick wall in the past. I'm anxious to see what it looks like in the Arizona Fall League. He's been really good. Uh, the Cardinals have another pitcher named Brian Dobzanski, who I think could potentially pitch out of the bullpen next year at some point. But I don't think that those are the kind of arms that you would want to bank on in your bullpen next year. Uh, I think that if the Cardinals aren't going to use Ryan Helsley as a reliever, that's the kind of arm that you bank on as a or if you don't want to if the Cardinals don't want to use Helsley as a starter, that's the kind of arm you bank on as a reliever. Uh, thanks for answering my question. Very interesting. Hey, Sean, anytime, bud. Get him up here. Uh, did you see many Johnson City games this year? I did not. I did not see any Johnson City. Uh, it's not on MILB TV. I did get a bunch of video from people down there that I trust. Uh, I got a lot of information about what was going on down there. I had some some questions that I wanted answered. I got video on that. Uh, some insider information there. But other than that, I didn't get to watch a full game. I didn't get to Johnson City to watch anything. And uh, hopefully next year we can rectify that. Friggin' Cards! Hey, what's up, friggin' Cards? How are you, babies? Uh, Dennis Sherman. It's our first day on Periscope. What's up, Dennis? How many years until Jack's first sigh? I'm thinking two years. How about this? I think Jack Flaherty gets a bunch of Cy Young votes this year. I think he gets Cy Young votes next year. Uh, and throughout his career, he'll continue to get Cy votes. When? I don't know. The Cy Young is kind of a weird award. Anytime you allow the baseball writers to get involved, uh, it makes it tough to decide exactly what's going to happen. There's always a trendy stat that always seems to hurt whoever the Cardinals representative and the Cy Young is going to be. Uh, I'm not bashing that. It just seems to be a fact. And again, I get it. I just, whatever. It's... It's just a meaningless award. If He's going to get votes, and that's pretty awesome. Uh, who impressed you at Johnson City? Well, so I know that the reports that I was getting is Todd Lott. Uh, Cardinals draft pick from this year was really impressive. Look, don't undersell Malcolm Nunez and Jan Torres. Uh, nothing but glowing reviews about them when they were healthy. Uh, Nunez dealt with a back and shoulder issue. Torres dealt with a little bit of a groin issue or a hamstring. I don't remember right now. They were really impressive. Uh, Michael Yasenka, the pitcher, got uh, another draft pick from this year. Really, really turned some heads. Was very interesting. Uh, Victor Garcia, to our good friend Graham, Victor Garcia uh, had some very, very interesting takeaways. Uh, when Terry Fuller was there, he seemed to handle the league. That was very interesting. That was all very, very good. Uh, there was seemed to be a lot of positives. Mateo Gill, as I completely gloss over everyone, Mateo Gill might be the one name to really, really watch from that roster at the end of the year. Now, again, Malcolm Nunez, John Torres, or Jan Torres, rather, uh, and Trajan Fletcher are definitely like the three that get the most hype and deserve a ton of hype. But the one guy in that roster that's probably worth keeping a little extra eye on is shortstop Mateo Gill. Very, very athletic, a big body, big boy, quick who sometimes hits in spurts. And uh, it's very, very interesting. He has a beautiful kind of compact swing. He's a super interesting guy. Uh, still young, only 18. Finished the year at 18, I think. He could be potentially like the next interesting relief, or a middle infield option for the Cardinals. Uh, when did you shave your head? I started shaving my head about six years ago, I think. I don't know. Uh, let's see. Hashtag respect. I like that. They're not going to sign Rendon unless they're going to give up Gorman. I don't think, I don't know if, that's necessarily the same. They can always move Gorman to the outfield. 
A good shot at Helsley being the fourth or fifth starter next year. You know, it seems like the Cardinals are committed to him in the bullpen. I imagine he'll come to spring training with that old uh, come ready to start and then figure it out from there. And I hope he gets an opportunity. We're just going to have to wait and see. Uh, also, you'd probably be interested in the book uh, Tender Bar from J.R. Moringer. I'll ch- uh, tender Bar. Tender. Tender Bar. Tender Bar. Tender Bar. Tender Bar. Tender Bar. Okay. Uh, my beautiful pup Nola says hello. Oh, tell that puppy I said hello. Please rub that pup's belly for me. Uh, and not going as deep as Flaherty. Probably not. Uh, what's up, man, from uh, Poland Spring? What's up, Poland Spring? How are you? Do you think Tim Tebow will give it another shot? Yeah, absolutely I do. That guy, uh, I, he's not a quitter, that's for sure. Will Max, Sh- will Max Schrock ever figure it out from Josh? Ah, uh, man, you know, I don't know. And as a matter of fact, he was one of the guys that I wanted to go back and see if he was on his seventh year in the minors. I don't think he is. I think this is either five or six for him. Uh, will he ever figure it out? I wouldn't bank on it. I don't mean that in a hateful way. It's just... It's really tough, and he doesn't make a lot of, like, super hard contact. I will say I've been impressed with his defense at both second and third. He can definitely handle both positions. Uh, and there was a, at the end of the year, he really seemed to get it together at the plate. So maybe it happens. Uh, at this point, you'll be talking about, like, his third year at AAA, uh, which kind of skews numbers and makes it tough. But, I, you know, I never rule anything out, but he definitely has a long road ahead of him. Uh, I'm ten beers deep. But what do you think are the odds Carlson doesn't make an appearance until August? I think that the what are the odds? I'll say uh, 50%. Just because I think the Cardinals have a lot of outfielders still ahead of him on the depth chart as we stand here right now. Again, the offseason can completely change that. Uh, they like a lot of those outfielders. And I just think that they would be, unless, if they're not going to go to spring training with a completely open competition for any open spots, uh, I just don't see them being aggressive about going and getting it. I hope he forces the issue. One thing I will say about the Cardinals is if a prospect forces the issue, they do try to work to find a way to get him up. Uh, So I'll say there's a 50% chance as we stand here right now, based solely on the depth of the outfield, uh, but we'll see how the uh, the offseason shakes out. Henesis earned a start. Right. Now, I think, again, Waka is pitching fine in that in that fifth spot with the Helsley piggyback. That's working out really well. I just want Henesis to continue to get innings, show that he has command of that nasty stuff, uh, stop tipping his change up, and uh, uh, get a chance to continue to pitch out of the bullpen. That's going to be a very important role for the Cardinals, that left-handed role. And again, I just because I still don't believe that Tyler Webb is legit. Uh, Jared Shane says, uh, some think Ozuna should take the qualifying offer. He'll get this offseason and hit free agency with no draft pick attached. Yeah, that could be very interesting. That was something that I, uh, I mentioned a little while ago, Jared Shane. Uh, I would hope something like that would happen. I think it would be in the best interest of Marcelo Ozuna and the St. Louis Cardinals. It would be really, really interesting to watch how that all pans out, too. Uh, four for 80 for Ozuna is what I was thinking. I could see that. I saw a Cubs fan make the Cubs say the Cubs are going to get Mookie this offseason. Uh, yeah, that'd be really interesting. I, I don't know. The whole whatever's going to happen with Chris Bryant's going to be interesting, too. Uh, heart button contest go. <laughs> nice. Uh, Jordan Alvarez has a 184 WRC plus. Pools highest ever in a season was 184. Insane. Yeah. Uh, that new baseball. Again, not to like beat up on. The, look, what Jordan Alvarez is doing is amazing. What a lot of these hitters are doing is amazing. But let's not forget that Albert Pools when he was in his prime, didn't get to hit with the ball that uh, they're hitting with now. Now, old Albert Pujols is hitting with that ball, uh, but in his prime, he didn't get to. That ball is something different. 
Uh, Ryan asks, what prospect has opened the most eyes and which prospect has dropped in your opinion the most? Well, you know, I, from a national perspective, no one has opened more eyes than Dylan Carlson and it's warranted. It's so warranted. I think that from a national standpoint, most people would say that Griffin Roberts has dropped the most. I still hold him in very high esteem. He's not going to fall that far off my list, even though he had a really, really tough uh, Palm Beach season. I believe in him. I think we're going to see some pretty impressive stuff out of the Arizona Fall League from him, as a matter of fact. Uh, who fell really hard for me personally? Evan Kuczynski, uh, the left-handed starting pitcher, to watch him really struggle. That was really interesting. It was tough to watch. He's a better pitcher than how he pitched, although he went through a spell there, especially when Yachty was catching him, where he was pitching really, really good, and that's very interesting to me. Um, who else opened the most eyes? Uh, you know, I think Randy Rosarena from a national standpoint, people saw how good he is. I think people think Jag fell off. Uh, that's, that'd be it. You know, Jake Woodford's opened a bunch of eyes, too, especially within the organization. Uh, let's see. Uh, Wayno about to throw a no-no in his last start of the season. That'd be incredible. I'd love to see that. Uh, Tom Cruise says, hey, creep. Hey, well, what's going on, Maverick or Goose or whatever the fuck your name is? I appreciate that. Uh, Bob Clowningale will probably give Hendricks a first-place vote this year. Yeah, sure, I'm cool with that. Let him do it. Uh, would you just, would you like some pine tar off Brady Whalen's bat? Yeah, uh, uh, Rums, uh, 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 Rumler, Matt Rumler, I believe, is uh, Rumsfeld there. Uh, yeah, bring it on. Look, I love Brady Whalen. I'm a big fan of Brady Whalen. I'm anxious to see what his next season looks like as well. Iowa Neck, Derek asks, uh, you see any progress from Delvin? There was times at, during the season where I saw progress. Now, remember, one of the things we talked about with Delvin Perez last year is that he had made some really, really solid progress both offensively, uh, let me rephrase that, defensively and running the bases. That definitely continued this year. There were also spurts where Delvin was driving the baseball a little bit. Have I seen progress? Yes, I've seen progress. It's very, very minimal. It's nothing worth getting like over-exaggerated in love with. Uh, but it's definitely something that's super interesting uh, that you might think maybe if this 20-year-old can continue to put on a little bit of weight, maybe something can happen. But I can't stress it enough. You know, there was times when his body just looked fatigued and tired. Without a little, either, without getting stronger, he doesn't necessarily need to get bigger. But without getting stronger, and again, I want him to get bigger, but without getting stronger, his potential is somewhat limited. Uh, he needs to get stronger. Uh, and, and more, he's physically fit, but he needs to get baseball fit. Uh, that's just my own two cents on that. Uh, I got to take BP at Dozer last week. Oh my God, that's amazing. Uh, Oils with Marilyn says, uh, uh, Mary Lynn says, hi, hello there, how are you? Uh, who are the guys that need added to the 40 man that we don't want to lose? It basically boils down to Jake Woodford and, uh, oh my God. I'm fucking up. It's Jake Woodford and one other guy, and I can't remember who it is. Uh, I'll get back to you later. Oh, my God. I'm so stupid. Uh, it's, uh... Hold on. Let me look at the list. Oh, I don't remember, guys. I'm sorry. Josh says he misses Tyler Green. The Yankees are cheaters of baseball. I don't really have a feeling about that one way or the other. Ghost MW3 says they are cheating to the playoffs and potentially the World Series. Uh, I don't understand how they're cheating. Uh, you're going to have to enlighten me. I'm sorry. I'm not close enough to it. How about the season Andy Young put together? Yeah, Andy Young, I was really hoping would get a chance to be added to the Arizona 40-man roster. He'll need to be added to be protected, I believe, uh, from the Rule 5 draft to Arizona. But he had a great season at AA, a great season at AAA. Uh, 
Uh, and uh, it looks like uh, he's the prospect that we all thought he would be. Uh, Ghost MW says, down with Yankees baseball. That's funny. Uh, Elk Grove says, ouch. Uh, yeah, again, again, don't... I just don't know. There's so many outfielders, and the Cardinals are sometimes impatient. But again, I do believe that if they go into spring training and do it the right way... I wouldn't be surprised if Mr. Dylan Carlson ends up being the cream of the crop. Uh, my cousin Charlie says, am I going to wake up tomorrow and see the cards are up five games on the Cubs? Uh, no. Yes. No. Yes. I have no idea, Charlie. Uh, I hope nobody takes Nick Plummer when he's Rule 5 eligible this offseason. Uh, what did you hear on the Bennis kid? Didn't hit for much average. Uh, so Shane Bennis, undrafted uh, uh Free agent, rookie, or a uh, minor league free agent, the Cardinals signed, kind of in a super utility role. He, he was a very impressive hitter uh, uh, here and there, showed some pop uh, before he was brought into the Cardinals organization. And he was brought, in the, brought into the Cardinals organization to show a little bit of pop and to be a utility type player. He played all over the diamond, they played him at shortstop here and there. I'll be honest, I didn't hear much. Uh, I wasn't asking either. Uh, we're just going to have to wait and see. What's the playoff rotation? Honestly, I think Wayno has earned the second start if it's at home. Shah, second, third start. For me, uh, look, if Hudson continues to pitch this way, it's still Flaherty Hudson and figure it out from there. Uh, you, you, can't, you can't get too cute. And I understand the home road thing, but Wayno hasn't exactly been terrible lately on the road either. Uh, he's had a blow-up start here and there. He got the quick hook a little while ago. But... You cannot, like, you don't want to get too cute. Now, I don't have a problem with Wayno going second if he continues to pitch the way that he's capable of pitching at home. But just wait and see how it goes. Again, I'd, I'd go Hudson, uh, uh, which, by the way, more than likely, the game isn't going to be at home, right? It's going to be on the road. Uh, so you're going to go Flaherty, you're going to go Hudson, and you're probably going to go Wayno or Michaelis after that, depending on how things roll. I hope the Yankees get eliminated from the playoffs. The team is on steroids and other PEDs. Well, there you go. Uh, Hudson is, an, is everything the MLB doesn't want. A low strikeout pitcher that's been great this year. We say that, Drake, man, but we'll be, if he's throwing strikes, he's exactly what the MLB wants. They want a guy who's moving fast, moving the game along fast. Uh, he's, I, I would say he's what sabermetric people, like the people who are full on into sabermetrics, don't want because he kind of is the exception to the rule. Uh, but even then, I think that he's interesting, and most sabermetric people, myself included, just like interesting pitchers. Like, even regular people. Like, we just like interesting pitchers and interesting storylines. And Dakota Hudson, because of the way he throws, is an interesting kind of anomaly. Uh, AAA homers are up, and they're using MLB ball. Yeah, they're up by, like... 60% or something in 20, uh, 2019. And for those of you who don't know, other than the playoffs, the minor league season is over. The minor league season ended at the end of August during the AAA playoffs, AA playoffs. Uh, uh, so the season's over. But yeah, homers were up like 50 to 60%. Uh, Camilla Cabello says, uh, I love the beard. I thank you very much. I appreciate it. I hope that you also enjoy the weird shape in my head. Uh, if you'll notice, there's a divot and it, it doesn't like, it's not symmetrical. It's as if Somebody took mallets to the side of my head right here continuously and misshapen this thing. Uh, Quinn says, also Pujols hit against roided up pitchers. Yeah, I don't know about that. I think that those that's a vast generalization, and I really enjoyed baseball at the time, so I'm going to be quiet. Are you going to come out for Fall League this year from Drake Man? Drake Man, I'd love to come down uh, to Arizona. I, don't, I can't imagine. You know, this is the first year since I was like 20 that I didn't make a trip to one of the affiliates. 
and I'm heartbroken about it and it's actually been messing with my mind because I feel like I'm not doing my job for you guys and it hurts me internally. Uh, I would love to make it happen. I just don't know how I'm going to be able to. Ameldo Diaz seemed to have a good year. So I went at uh, uh, Derek. He was one of the so when the Cardinals traded for Lane Thomas, international cap space, they also traded for Ameldo Diaz from the Red Sox at about that same time. Now Diaz got off to a really really fast start and was really impressive for the Cardinals when they made that trade. But last year they were kind of weird about how they used him, uh, kind of hit or miss, held him back maybe a little longer than they should have, and it just didn't click. They kind of did the same thing at the beginning of this year, but when he was when he was unleashed, he hit. He's always going to hit. Uh, like a minor league, He's, you know, I don't know if his bat's major league caliber. I haven't seen enough of it to be able to really say. But the stats are interesting, and he has a quick bat and not a whole lot of wasted movement. He's a very, very interesting player. Now, he's definitely a little shaky in the field no matter where he plays the field. Not super shaky, uh, but a little shaky. What I'm getting at is he's a little older now. He's like 22 or 23, I think. I could be wrong about that. Uh, and uh, we're going to see. They're going to have to be aggressive with him. Maybe he finds his way to Palm Beach. Uh, maybe he starts at Peoria and finds his way to Springfield. That's kind of been a, a little thing, too. You know, uh, them being aggressive with those utility infielder types. Uh, but hopefully he gets a chance. Yeah, he's, a, he's definitely a super interesting uh, uh, utility player. Adam Van Greck says, thank you to Kyle's work for not calling him in yet. Yeah, thank you, Jesus. I almost forgot about that. Uh, Jeffrey the Clown says, you would be great for a scene on TV commercial. Yeah, boom! Tough acting to acting. Uh, 518cards fan says, if you knew you could trade for and sign Mookie, is anyone you would not deal? Yeah, like I said, I probably would not deal Dylan Carlson. I know I'm crazy. Uh, other than that, no, I'd trade them all. Uh, I would not trade Jack Flaherty. That's, I would not trade Jack Flaherty. Uh, and I would hold off on trading Carlson. But that's just as much from a talent uh, to business standpoint as it is anything else. Everyone else uh, is probably fair game in my book. And personally, Ryan Helsley, because I love Ryan Helsley. Uh, Wong putting it all together finally, and Bader fixed now. Again, let's pump the brakes on the Bader fixed. Right now he's hitting, and that's all we care about, and hopefully it continues. Uh, we'll wait and see on that. I'm not ready to commit to that one way or the other. Some of you asking if Colton Wong figured it out. We've seen this out of Colton Wong in parts, in spurts, and yes, I do think he's figured it out. Uh, remember last year, after a tough start, he had a really good second half, too. Uh, he was good in April, had a really tough May, and he's been good ever since. I do think he's figured it out. I think there's enough of a sample in past years to see where he was starting to figure it out. I do think he's figured it out, and I think that this is a pretty good indication of the type of player he's going to be moving forward. Now, I don't expect him to continue to hit uh, to his ceiling. There will be a, a, some regression on a career path. It might not come this year. I wouldn't doubt if it doesn't come this year. I trust Colton Wong uh, and believe in his abilities right now. But there will be some small little regression. Remember, since like June 1st or July 1st, he's like the third best hitter in the league. I think that they, maybe those are unrealistic expectations. I could see him being a top 15 or top 20 hitter uh, in baseball. But something like that, yeah, for sure. I, I, I'm happy they didn't trade him. For years, I have been one of the people who said, you can't be afraid to move Colton Wong. Uh, I was wrong for that. Uh, uh, and to Colton Wong, I raise my glass of myself into myself. Josh asks, is Luke Weaver back for the Diamondbacks? He is not, at least as of last weekend. I haven't checked since. Ooh, Iwanek. Thoughts of Patrick Romary uh, uh, season at GCL? I love it. I love everything about it. I know he had a high K rate. I know his batting average was low. But I love the extra base hits. Twelfth uh, round pick out of IMG Academy. IMG Academy is where Brennan Malone went. I uh, look. I am big on Patrick Romary, and I'm going to tell you to be honest. So when we did the pre or the midseason re rankings of the prospect, uh, 
the reason I didn't put out the article about the draft picks is I wanted to pump the brakes. I was writing a lot of information that I didn't like. It was old information, information that I hadn't like received. And I wanted to write about Patrick Romero. He was one of the five prospects that I was going to highlight. And then I thought, I don't want to write about five. I want to write about more and then I don't have time for that. Anyways, IMG Academy is really interesting. They had they set the record for high school players drafted this past year. Uh, he kind of went under the radar. He's a super athletic outfielder. Uh, he reminds me a lot of like Bryce Denton at the time that Bryce Denton was drafted. And again, don't forget, like Bryce Denton was a reasonably and for good reason highly thought of prospect. And things haven't worked out for him here yet. He's going to get healthy this offseason, just like with Nick Plummer. You you can't give up on him just yet. Although, of course, you don't have high expectations for him. You wait to see how it all goes. But Patrick Romeri, again, he's just like a super athletic, quick-batted uh, uh, outfield prospect that I am I am big on. I, I'm, I'm glad you brought him up, Derek. Uh, how about Sandy Alcantara pitching another complete game shutout? Good for him. Did the Cubs play today? I haven't checked. They're playing right now, I think. Uh, Over-under on Joe Hudson MLB at-bats. I'll say he gets uh, two at-bats. You should review seen on TV products. That would be hilarious. I'd like that a lot, uh, Jeffrey the Clown. Uh, what is Tyler O'Neill besides one of my favorite players to dream on their tools? Plus, of course, that that's it. You know, uh, what is he? He's a bit of a shaky outfielder when people are coming at him, but he's a solid outfielder. Otherwise, he has a pretty solid arm. He's super athletic and super strong. Who has had trouble staying healthy over the last couple of years, and it always hurts him because those times when he has trouble. Trouble staying healthy uh, when he's getting regular at-bats in the major leagues. He's proven uh, over a month time as a starter that he isn't as susceptible to swinging and missing at the slider. When he's not getting average time, he's swinging and missing at the slider. What is he? I believe him to be a very, very productive major league starting outfielder if given the opportunity. He hasn't been given... Well, and when he's been given the opportunity with the Cardinals, he's demonstrated that uh, to a lesser degree. I want to see him get the opportunity. I would love for that to be with the Cardinals. I don't think it's going to be with the Cardinals. We're just going to have to wait and find out. Uh, but that's what I think Tyler O'Neill is. I think he's a, a, a very athletic player uh, with who's always going to strike out and who's going to hit for power. He's exactly what you would think. And the, I, I'm just going to throw it out here right now. I won't respond to any of the other stuff. But he's not Randall Gritchick 2.0. They're two different players. Uh, can't really join and contribute, but I love you, Cole. Oh, I love you too, Kiefer. Thank you for being here. Uh, even for just a second. Second star will be on the road unless the Cardinals gain like seven on Atlanta. There you go. Also, if anyone is going to be at Wrigley next week, hit him up. Hit him up. Uh, Jack, Huddy, and Wayno, and just throw a dart at a board. I like that. You know how I, I'd feel? I would start Dakota Hudson, or I would start uh, uh, Ryan Helsley in game three. Stats Card says, hello, Kyle. Uh, late, but I'm glad I made it. I missed you. I missed you too, Stats Cards. Thank you for being here. Uh, know much about Liam Sabino. No, I was just watching video about Liam Sabino over the weekend. I'm on the fence about Sabino, right? He put up in somewhat impressive numbers. He's kind of an interesting hitter. Uh, he's a third baseman, right? So this is where I get a little screwed around. Like, uh, Sabino and who's the other one? Ah, son of a bitch, I don't remember. But he, like, I'm not as keen on his swing. I think it's a little herky-jerky. Uh, again, another guy, maybe maybe out of place in the league that he was in, uh, and we're just going to have to wait and see where it goes from there. I know that some of the Cardinals brass are pretty high on Sabino. GM Gersh, I missed you too. Uh, uh, Ethan uh, Klusner, 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 says, howdy friends. Hello, Ethan, how are you? Uh, Dad K. Diddy says, Kyle, who has a bigger uh, song? Uh, is it Tony Fossis or Tom Lawless? We're talking about dongs. Who has the bigger dong? And it's definitely Tom Lawless. 
Uh, Maggie asks, I went to the Clippers last game to see Carrasco pitch and ended up seeing Pete Cosmo. That's awesome. That's great. And also, how awesome is Carlos Carrasco? That was an awesome moment where he took the mound and he got the standing ovation. And uh, coming back from what he came back from, is just, it's awesome to see. The dude's a fighter. Uh, I love that Carlos Carrasco. Uh, Lane Thomas has a stepdad just saying, oh, I love a good stepdad. Uh, just got here. Tell me you're drinking 101 ESPN whiskey. I am not. I didn't even know that that was a thing. I'm drinking Buffalo Trace. We're drinking Buffalo Trace. Uh, Sean Sandifer says, I've been cru uh, crucified by baseball savant about home road splits when it comes to picking playoff star. Yeah, I don't know about that. I, I have. I don't even really have a thought about that. MFK, Jeff Albert, Maddox, and Marmol. See, I think that I think Oliver Marmol is a cute little fancy little bear, and I think that I would like to marry that fancy little bear. Uh, I think I'd have to murder uh, a mad dog, uh, and I'd have to bang that Jeff Albert, and he would be analytical about my performance, and it wouldn't be good for either of us. Oh, Cubs, Cubs game is Cubs game is about to start. Uh, Diaz will be 22 in November. Thank you, Derek. Uh, do you know much about Colton's brother and his abilities? Just got brought up. Yeah, so Keen Wong, uh, it took him a while. He was always he hit very well at AAA. Took him a while to get up. He probably will contribute here and there. I've never been super impressed with him at the AAA level. Uh, he he's a fine, fine minor league depth type player who's going to get a taste in the majors and it's going to be good and he deserves it and all that stuff. Uh, but if we're talking about like an everyday regular, I don't expect that out of uh, uh, out of Mr. Wong. Uh, who's more likely to be starting catcher in 2023? Uh, Kisner or Herrera? You know, I'm going to say Kisner. I still think the Cardinals believe in Kisner. I think they're in a position where he's going to end up getting a chance to be an understudy uh, right now, it seems like. Uh, and also, I think Kisner is a better fielder right now than Herrera is. Although Herrera made big steps this year, all positive, positive steps. Uh, so we'll wait and see. If I had to choose, I always go with what seems like the more sure thing, and I'll say Kiz. Uh, I love Confident Wong too, buddy. Uh, CBC is the IMG of St. Louis. Oh, Jesus, Pat B. Where's Graham? Somebody go get Graham. Uh, rank Scott Hurst, Chase Pender, Andres Luna as outfield prospects. Uh, you just did it. It's Hurst, Pender, Luna. Uh, I'm not a big Andres Luna guy. I like his skills. He's athletic, uh, quick, pretty good fielder, but I, I definitely think it's Hurst, uh, Pender, and Luna. Now, Hurst's issue is that his swing is way off balance. He has to rework his swing this offseason. If he reworks it, he'll find his way back up into the dirty 35 uh, and reclaim some of that prospect standing. Chase Pinder really seemed to level off. Uh, we'll see what happens there. You guys know I was high on Chase Pinder. Definitely took a tumble this year. Uh, but just the order that you asked, I would give it to you. Uh, is Bachelor in Paradise uh, a repeat tonight? I don't know. I'm not much for the reality TV shows. Jay Ferg, hey, what's up, Jay Ferg? How are you, my brother? Uh, M Wright 92 says, I'll be at the Governor's Cup Finals of the Bulls clips and fully expect to see Pete Cosmo. Yeah, if you do, tell him we love him. Uh, Thomas needs a chance to start over O'Neal next year if Ozuna leaves from Trent Wilson. Look, I love Lane Thomas. Uh, I would think, and again, this is what we talked about earlier, is that spot, if Ozuna doesn't come back, that spot needs to be an open competition for people to win. Uh, you know, we're we're focused on the outfield prospects, uh, the outfielders that have a potential to to get that. But what have we learned? Like we've learned that Mr. Schilt loves him some Tommy Edmond, 
And we also know that the Cardinals have a loyalty thing. Uh, we learned it from Dexter Fowler this year, where if a guy has a bad year and he's under contract, more than likely that guy's going to get his spot back and with a chance to fail uh, and be successful. More than likely, Matt Carpenter goes to third. So there's no telling how that all shakes out with Tommy Edmond. There's no telling. I Don't be surprised if Tommy Edmond's your starting left fielder on day one. Anything could happen. Uh, uh, but I agree with you. Look, I just I want that. I want Randy Rosarena to get a shot. I want Jag to get a shot. I want Justin Williams. I want Tyler O'Neill. I also wouldn't expect all of those guys to be back. Oh, God. I come back. Uh, Castellanos, two-run home run. That sucks. Good for him, Castellanos. All that guy does is hit. You got to give it to him. Uh, remember when Keen Wong almost single-handedly beat Memphis in the 2017 AAA Championship game? Uh, yeah, he was really impressive that game. Uh, I also remember him getting thrown out at third base by uh, a Jag. Yachty will be starting in 2023 after a year off with two knee replacements. Yeah, two thumb and two knee replacements. Yeah, that's really the direction I should have gone in. And to be honest with you, you're talking about two seasons before 2023. Would you be surprised if Yadier Molina is still catching in 2023? I wouldn't be. Uh, guy's nuts. Uh, crap, I missed. Who'd you MFK'd? Uh, that's great. How's Chase Pinder doing? Again, the minor league season is over. So how did he do? Uh, not very good. He had a really bad year. Uh, really bad... Quite a down year, which is a bummer. I'm a Chase Pinder guy. I still believe in him. Uh, again, Florida State League is not an easy league to play in. Uh, and hopefully when he's at Springfield next year, like we thought he might end up being it this year, uh, hopefully it all comes back together. Uh, Bruce, Thrill, Bruce Tholey asks, what do you think the Cardinals offseason looks like? You know, right now I think that they have a lot of outfield depth that they need to sort through. I think they're going to be in the pitching market, both starters and relievers. Uh, I don't expect the Rendones. I don't expect Cole. Uh, the Cardinals have a lot of money committed to next year and the year after. And, and Mr. DeWitt is already talking about how tight the payroll is and how hard it is to make money in this game. And all that other nonsensical rhetoric that we all know is bullshit, but I guess we're just going to have to deal with this fact in his his life and his world. Uh, so I don't expect them to like increase salary that much. I, I definitely think Michael Walker is not coming back unless he signs like a bottom-of-the-barrel deal. I don't think Marcelo Zuna is coming back unless he uh, agrees to the qualifying offer. Uh, and then beyond that, you know, what happens? I, I don't know. I really don't. I think that the Cardinals will go into the offseason expecting, you know, one of the one of the notes that they kept saying that I heard multiple times before the trade deadline is they kept saying that they're active in uh, active in the trade market. They're trying to make their team better, but that the improvements need to come from within and I expect that to be the offseason rhetoric as well. Uh, Ryan Massey, hey Ryan, how are you, bud? Welcome, welcome. Uh, should the Cardinals go after Glaber Torres? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's no chance in hell that the Yankees would trade him. But yeah, they should definitely go after him and everyone else that's really, really good. Glaber is amazing, isn't he? Uh, uh, oh, did oh, I miss a question? Uh, Cubs got Castellanos for a minor league catcher. Uh, yeah, that's. Uh, are you nervous for seven games against the Cubs from Stats Cards? Yeah, look, I'm not nervous. So one thing, and I was telling my cousin Charlie Ala Moses, I was telling him over the weekend that like. The Blues winning the Stanley Cup has had a very, very unusual effect on how I, like, react. Like, I don't necessarily, like, I'm, I'm still rooting for the Cardinals. I'm still polling for them. I'm going to watch every game. But, like, I don't get worked up at all about it. It's like the Blues won the Stanley Cup, and anything after that is just icing on the cake. So, like, am I nervous about it? No. I'm really anxious to watch the games. They're going to be fun games to watch, whether the Cardinals, whether they're tight games or the Cardinals get killed or they do the killing. 
Uh, I'm anxious to see what the Arizona series is like. I'm anxious to see what Washington's like. The Cardinals have a very, very interesting uh, uh, end of the season, schedule-wise, and I, we're in for a treat as far as competitive games go and games that mean something. Uh, am I nervous? Yes, I'm, I, I guess I'm nervous because I don't know what it's going to look like with four games at Wrigley, uh, uh, but we're just going to have to wait and find out. Who will close games in the playoffs, Wayno or Carlos? Oh, God, can you imagine Wayno ending a playoff series again with a curveball? How amazing would that be? Uh, it'll be C-Mart. Uh, howdy, Kyle. Uh, hey, Farmer Vala. Hey, I love that Farmer Vala. Uh, howdy, Kyle. Jagger Nagowski. Who makes the adjustment that gets them to the show? So I don't know if Nagowski needs to make an adjustment to get to the show. The adjustment that John Nagowski needs to make to get to the show is to find a different organization. Uh, he'll be a minor league free agent this year, and hopefully he signs somewhere at a place that will give him an opportunity for that. You know, he definitely needs more power in his game. Uh, he's not going to hit a ton of doubles. He has a double swing, but he's not going to hit a ton of doubles because that's not really his speed game. Like, he's not going to leg out anything. He does have that gap kind of power. Uh Especially with the baseball being like it is, I don't think he needs to adjust that way. He's a great defensive first baseman. Again, it's just opportunity, and he's not going to get that here uh, in St. Louis. So, uh, you know, that gets to Jag. And the thing with Jag is he needs an opportunity, too. Look, he's, we knew that we had a feeling. We didn't know. Uh, we hoped for better, but we had a feeling that this was going to be the ultimate outcome with Jag, that he would have to sell out for power, and that was to be his best chance. Uh, so, uh, you know, I don't think Nagowski needs to make much of an adjustment other than find a different organization, uh, and uh, Jag has all kinds of adjustments to do, but the thing about Jag is he's such a decent outfielder with great skill and, like, ability that, uh, you know, I could see him getting an opportunity with someone but I don't necessarily think that there's an adjustment that he's capable of making uh, uh, to like reach the next level of his development, if that makes sense. Maybe he does, though. We should start a GoFundMe for DeWitt so he can afford rent. Mm. Uh, we should start a GoFundMe for me so I can move into one cardinal way. That'd be amazing. Uh, I saw Trouble with the Curve for the first time a couple days ago, and my life has officially changed. I heard the movie. It was incredible. I've never seen it. Uh, what football player in the 80s took up ballet to improve his game uh, from Cook Duvall? I don't know. I don't have the slightest idea, to be honest with you. Uh, I'm going to say it was uh, Reggie White. Was it Reggie White? Why do I think it was Reggie White? Kyle Bennington isn't nervous. That's right. Is Ron Hell Ravello, is Ron Hell Ravello just Luke Voigt 2.0? No, look, uh, there are some similarities to draw there. Now, Ravello is a better first baseman defensively than Voigt was. Voight, I believe, struck out a little bit more. Voight's power didn't manifest until he got into the perfect situation for him in, in New York. Uh, but remember, Ronald Ravello is a little bit older uh, than Voight was at the time. A little bit more seasoned. Uh, maybe a better hitter, as it were. But if you're talking about a guy who could go to a different organization and maybe make an impact, yeah, I could see that. It was fun to watch Ron Hell Ravello hit a home run the other night. That's what I know. Uh, anytime a guy spends 10 years in the minor leagues, you got to root for him. Uh, uh, but as far as, like, I don't know if there's a ballpark built for Ron Hell Ravello. Like, Yankee Stadium's built for Luke Voigt and what he did and what he does well. So that's, that'll stop him from being, like, overreaction 2.0. Uh... Emmett Smith, there you go. Probably that Yachty is going to get an apartment at One Cardinal Way. Oh, that'd be incredible. That'd be incredible. All right, so here we are at the end of the questions. 
Uh, we're nine at nine twenty eight Central Time. We're about an hour and a half in. Uh, I want once again. I want to raise my glass of me. To all of my pad people, you're all amazing. I love each and every one of you. Thank you so much for being in here. Uh, we just love you, and I just want to say thank you. Derek asks, uh, how would you rate the Cardinals minor league season? I say a C. Yeah, you know, when you only have one team that makes the playoffs, and again, win-loss at the minor league level isn't everything, but it's something. And when you only have one team make the playoffs... Uh, that's a concern. Now, they did win their championship, the Johnson City Cardinals. That's awesome. I love that. That's probably a very, very talented team. Oh, my God. I was just about ready to do it. Uh, so, real fast. Uh, 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 cheers to you guys. But more importantly, uh, Mr. Hicks, I'm about ready to end this thing. Uh, uh, to you, I raise my glass. I love you, buddy. I'm glad you're here. It was nice to DM with you a little bit earlier in the week. Uh, I'm sorry I haven't kept track. Uh, I'm glad you're here. Uh, you are the best, sir. To you, I raise my glass. To the Hicks family. I hope Jordan's rehab is going well. Astros Dodgers going to happen again. Yeah, I could see it happening. I could definitely see it happening. Also, Mr. Carlson has been in here the entire time. Not to sell him out or anything, uh, but to Mr. Elk Grove Baseball, I raise my glass uh, to you. This time next year, uh, he could end up having a couple of his former players and Nick Madrigal uh, and his son making Major League debuts, which would be really cool. I'm glad to know it's going great, Mr. Hicks. Uh, all the pad people, you've been amazing. Uh, so real fast, uh, to, to all of my people at Birds on the Black. So Cardinals Gifts is our man. He's the best. I love him. A uh, brother from another mother. Uh, just fantastic. Uh, Stu Stiles, who does the daily recaps. Uh, amazing. And Chill gives him a hand with that, too. Uh, Ryan Fisher, who is not a member of Birds on the Black, per se, who does Bombs Away, came up with some awesome plates. To Ryan Fisher, I raise my glass. That's awesome. Uh, Tara does amazing stuff. Tara and our good friend Alex Crisofoli. I got to meet Alex. I had beers with Alex. He's incredible. He's such a kind, awesome man. I drove him to the airport. It was fantastic. Uh, Alex Crisofoli, they do chirps. Check it out at the Birds on the Black Network. Uh, Cards Cards is writing some stuff. Uh, uh, to all of my Birds on the Black family, Whitewater attorney Adam Van Grack, uh, I, I raise my glass. I'm, I'm so fortunate to be a part of it. Mr. Hicks is in here now. We're going to go a little bit longer. Uh, let's see. Uh, this time next year, Dylan Carlson will be about to win the Rookie of the Year. I can see it. I hope it. Ca I hope it gets the chance to happen. Uh, everyone on Birds on the Black is awesome. I agree, Drake. I agree. How awesome would it be if Garrett Cole signed rotation of Cole Flaherty, Michaelis, uh, uh, Hudson, and Wayno? Yeah, I'd love that. You know, uh, I've I've been very vocal about saying that would be a direction that I would pursue if I was in that position. I don't anticipate the Cardinals doing it. Uh, but we're just going to have to wait and see anything could happen. I've been wrong about the direction the Cardinals front office is going to go in in the past. I could very well be wrong here. I think that it's more likely Carlos Martinez finds his way back into the rotation and the Cardinals adjust from there. Uh, Botby is the best thing uh, to happen to the Cardinals fan base in years. I agree. I think I'm the worst, but I think that they're the best, no doubt about it. Uh, fuck, work late. Uh, someone catch me up. Uh, what's, what's tonight's hot? Uh, uh, Ruru to work says, fuck, work late. Someone catch me up real fast. What's tonight's hot topic? 
Uh, we talked uh, very. We, we've been talking about the Cardinals rotation. We've been talking about Cards Cubs. Uh, we've been talking about Dylan Carlson a lot. Everyone's excited about Dylan Carlson, reasonably so. Uh, Mr. Hicks is in here. We're really excited about that. Uh, hey, bro, don't stay because of me. I was late and don't deserve it. No, no, you deserve it, my friend. The Hicks family deserves it, but I probably am going to make a quick exit here regardless. Uh, but I will gladly stay up and do your very own prospects after dark whenever you need it. Uh, do you still see Cabrera as a starter in the future? I would like to have him have the opportunity. I don't want to close the door on it. His command still needs to get better. He is tipping his changeup. That needs to get better, too. Needs to do a better job of repeating his delivery. Uh, but yes, absolutely, I still want to see him get a chance to be a starter. I still want Ryan Helsley to get a chance to be a starter. I'm going to be very interested, as Mr. Hicks is in here, uh, to see what happens when Jordan Hicks gets healthy. I wouldn't be opposed to seeing him come back as a starter. Uh, it's going to be an interesting thing. I am very, very pro-starter. Uh, the Cardinals seem to have had an organizational change where they're trying to get as many multi-any relievers as possible, turning starters into relievers at the minor league level. Uh, I think that's more to do and maybe has a little something to do, rather, with the fact that John Mazalak, by his own admitting, uh, his own admittance, rather, uh, struggles to fill that need in the free agent market or via trade. Uh, and I think that they're, they're changing philosophy accordingly to, to try to supplement the major league team that way. But... I would like for their starters to say starters for as long as possible uh, until they're absolutely needed out of the bullpen. I would definitely like for Henesis Cabrera to be a bullpen option moving forward this year, though. Uh, let's see. How about the third baseman? Any change in rankings with them? No, no, absolutely not. It's Gorman, uh, Nunez, uh, or, or, uh, Gorman, Montero, Nunez, and then Mendoza still. I'm not giving up on Mendoza. He had a rough season, uh, got hurt. I think it was a hamstring. Uh, so that, they're still in that order. I'm not changing it. I'm not giving up on Montero because he had a tough year at the plate when he was healthy. I'm anxious to see what his Arizona Fall League looks like. Uh, that's a great question, though, Coach Empo. How worried are you about the workload of the bullpen late into September? I am not as worried about it as a lot of other people are. Cardinal starters are lasting a little bit longer. It seems like the Helsley and Waka thing is working itself out really, really well. Uh, what I'm worried about is the usage, like when guys are being used. Like, I prefer if they don't use Mike Myers at all. Uh, I think that they need to be smarter about how they're using John Gant. I'd like to see them like back off using John Gant as often as possible. Uh, and then everyone else, like I'm not worried about Brebby. I'm not worried about Seamart. Uh, I'm not worried. Well, Gallegos might be worth getting a little concerned about. I would like to see them get him a couple of days. Like, hopefully don't have to use him tomorrow. We're going to have to wait and see. I'd also like to see them not, like, like if they're going to bring him in as the, the fireman in, like, the sixth inning, don't put him out for the seventh. Just get him, let him throw 12 pitches, and then get him out. Just be a little smarter about how they're using people because of the arms they have. Uh, I'm anxious to see what we, I think Leon's been better, although I'm still worried about that. I just don't want them to use Mayers, really, is how, Myers is how I feel. Uh, I'm glad to know you still like the dark meat. I better get a screenshot of that from Cardinals Gifts. I love that. Oh, God, that's great. Uh, so Seth Elledge as a starter. Yeah, they did that more out of need than anything. But, yeah, sure, make Seth Elledge a starter. I'm fine with it. Uh, that happened at AAA, by the way. Uh, tell your boss I said thank you for not calling you in during Pat. I will. I will. It's actually the county police that would call me. It wouldn't be uh, uh, uh Wow, well, I probably shouldn't have said that. Anyways, uh, it would be uh, police dispatch that would call me, uh, and it would be in an emergency situation. So, thank county police dispatch. 
Uh, Ruler 88 says, always heard, never pay for relievers. Seems to be the case. Now, there's a, yeah, that is, it does seem to be the case. It's the right way to go. Uh, it definitely seems like the right way to go. I am of the opinion that you don't pay for pitching. And I know that that's, that's like the opposite side. A lot of people say you pay for pitching. I would draft pitching and I would sign bats. That's what I would do. Uh, did Ox have to have TJ surgery? Yeah, Ian Oxnavad. I believe he did have to have Tommy John surgery. No, I know for a fact he had to have Tommy John surgery. And I could be wrong, but I believe uh, left-handed pitcher Ian Oxnavad will be ready to start next season. I'll do some work on that, and we'll I'll get you the information. But yeah, uh, and that's another guy. Like, uh, I hope he comes back healthy. I hope he is healthy. And he could be an interesting... And one thing we've talked about him, Ian Oxnavad, by the way... Best pickoff move in the organization, bar none. Uh, could very well be like a left-handed reliever out of the bullpen, more than likely as a ceiling. Like Ian Oxnavat a lot as a gentleman, as a young man, a great kid. Uh, hopefully he comes back healthy and can participate. Got to find a way to get Giovanni a few more days off, right? Yeah, I agree. Uh, is that, I didn't know Ashley was in here. Hey, Ash, what's up? Uh, the county police episode. No, we're going to have to save that for a different day, for when the actual county police come here. Uh, Drake, man, pitchers are easier to develop than position players. I just think that it's not the it's not the ease of development for me. It's the arm is a walking time bomb, and more than likely, if you're signing a player or trading for a player, it means they already have quite a few miles on them. Uh, I'd like to just I would just develop pitchers, and I would also probably be more aggressive than a lot of other teams are about getting their pitchers to the majors. Uh, I wonder how many players watch Pad through burner accounts. Uh, any update on Gendry? No update on Gendry. I so let me tell you this, Derek. I was I had a lot of trouble finding any information about that guy at all after his abbreviated start uh, at the GCL, where he only threw five pitches and lasted two thirds of an inning. I got nothing, nothing, which makes me think it's injury related, uh, but I could be wrong. Hopefully, he's ready to go next season. Also, Jake Walsh, like. You know, I'm a big Jake Walsh fan. Uh, I also like Kevin Hergett. Both of those guys made triple or, uh, GCL rehab starts one or one and a half or two and then disappeared into oblivion. I, that breaks my heart because I like both of those guys and I haven't been able to find out anything about them either. Uh, uh, blah, blah. Also, I just saw that Hudson in his last five starts, four of them, he hasn't given up any runs. Yeah, he's been really, really good, Drake, man. He's been really, really good. All right, so I am. I'm going to finish my, gra- my glass uh, of me, drinking me. Uh, Sam Tavis from the Farmer Vala. Again, another guy. He was hurt throughout the year. Hurt himself again. I don't know if he, went, uh, he underwent his second Tommy John. Uh, I'll, I'll do some research. I know some people who are really close to the Tavis family. Uh, but he was hurt, and that's why he didn't pitch. Give me a couple guys to watch who should be in Memphis next year. Uh, uh, you know, so let me say this. It's tough with all of the infielders and all of the outfielders. I don't know what's going to happen with Edmundo Sosa. They've got a 40-man decision they need to make with him because uh, he has to start on the 25-man next year if they want to keep that spot. Uh, Ramon Urias, I don't know what they're going to do with him. That's interesting. Aliris Montero might find his way to AAA. That's worth keeping an eye on. Evan Kuczynski, who has spent a little time at AAA, uh, I would imagine he's there. Cody Whiteley, who is there, probably finds his way. The Cardinals kind of have a front-loaded, uh, a top-loaded a minor league system. Uh, Farmer Vala says, uh, Angel Rondon. I would imagine Rondon finds his way to AAA. Johan Oviedo uh, finds his way to AAA. Those guys are really, really interesting. High caliber arms. Uh, other than that, like 
those guys that were at AAA last year will probably be at AAA again this year. Kramer Robertson will go back there, probably spend the entire year. Don't be surprised if you see Lars Neupar uh, midway through the year. Johan, although I think Johan Miesis is a seven-year minor leaguer, which means that he can walk. That's going to be interesting to see. Uh, other than that, like, it's going to be a lot of the same guys that you've already seen. So uh, anyways, all of my pad people, thank you so much for being in here again. I'm sorry it's been so long. Maybe we'll try to do it again on Thursday. I doubt it. Uh, uh, will they protect Ronnie Williams? So I don't think, uh, <laughs> that's great. I don't think that they're going to have to worry about protecting Ronnie Williams. I, who, by the way, will find his way to Memphis at some point next year. More than likely, they'll just put him on the AAA roster to make sure that he doesn't get taken in the minor league section of, of, the, uh, of the draft or whatever, uh, the Rule 5. And then he'll find his way uh, back. He'll stay in the Cardinals organization and still pitching for them, I hope. Uh, I hope they don't let Johan Miesis walk me too. Anyone you'd rather see in center fielder over Bader right now? No, no, absolutely not right now. You ride that hot hand of Bader out for as long as possible. Uh, besides most likely Ozuna, uh, does the lineup look the same next year? Yeah, I would think so. I would think so. And again, what that position looks like, I, I wish I could tell you. Anyways, pad people, I love you. Thank you so much for being in here. I'm calling it a night. Uh, to all of the birds on the black family, to all of my pad family, you're amazing. Mr. Carlson, Mr. Hicks, uh, the people who've been in here nonstop, Cardinals gifts who I love. All you pad people, you're wonderful. Uh, uh, I, you're amazing. Thank you. And that was pad. And maybe we should call it the, same, the county dispatch episode. We've done it before. Uh, not that episode, but, you know, been on call at work. Made through it. Amazing stuff. Uh, for all of the people at Birds on the Black, everyone at Prospects After Dark, uh, my brother Michael, my brother Scott, my brother Jim, Cardinals Gifts, uh, who is basically the director of this episode, uh, uh, all the episodes, Hicks Family, Carlson Family, uh, I love all of you. Thank you for being a part of this. If you watch this, you're part of the Resistance Family. Eric Thomas wasn't in here tonight, I don't believe, uh, but I, uh, I still love nonstop, made up that little thing. We love him for it. Uh, as always, family, we love you. Happy hunting.